Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome, everybody, to episode 252 of Dude the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring, drinking orange juice. I I, I, I am, guess what I'm drinking? Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max, of course I am. My nice fresh glass of Pepsi Max, my podcasting. You got some ice cubes in there, or are you just keeping I have two ice cubes in there and a wee little slice of lime. Nice. Do you, do you, was the bottle in the fridge, so was it already chilled and with ice cubes? Uh, it wasn't already chilled. No, I don't keep the bottle in the fridge because I find that it. what ha- what tends to happen there is with Pepsi Max, if you take it out of the fridge and leave it out of the fridge for too long, it goes flat once it's been cold. And Isabel's a habit of taking it out of the fridge and not putting it back in. Uh, so it ends up, I end up opening it and going, where's the when I open it? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. I just leave it out and add the ice cubes there to to give me that that burst of cold. That is one of those ones where it is like this, this is bullshit. Like what what the fuck is this? You know, yeah. Just, just keep it in the keep it in the fucking fridge. Yep. Like I, I yeah I'm fucking dreading the days when Lottie's that old and it's just like why are you such a fucking dick? Just stop. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, they, they, I do spend half of my time looking at Isabel and thinking, I, I fucking hate you. Yeah, I mean, like to, to be fair, I probably spend about 20% of my time like thinking that about lots. Well, no, 20% is probably too much, but fucking, like, just some, like, she, she has this amazing grump that she can do. It's fucking amazing. Like, just <laughs> properly throws herself on the sofa, just going, no. Nah. Like makes that noise and throws herself on the sofa. It's just like I'm fucking. I'm, I'm gonna have to step out for a sec. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> for your safety, I am leaving this room. Yeah, just just for my sanity, I, I'm I'm just gonna step out and grab a drink or something. Yeah. My yeah. It, 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 it's you have a, le- a brief little respite where they, where they become lovely between about kind of six and about ten, and you've got a good four years where you're like. They're really pleasant, yeah. and then sort of like at like eleven and twelve, you're starting to go, oh god, they're a bit, you know, they're they're starting to get their own opinions and stuff, but they're but they're consistently wrong um, and invalid, and they're 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 nearing teenage years. Then once you hit teenage years, you're like, you're just a shit, and I don't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it, it's it's going to be a time. It's going and it, oh fuck, it's gonna it's gonna come up quick. Um, yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, what, what, what do we have today? <laughs> well, we, we, we have, um, it's here, isn't it, Ian? Oh, uh, it, this is this is a special episode, because I, you know, the main review, the main review is, is the Mighty Rampage, but I think this is a Mark Foster Appreciation Society episode, to be honest, because... I think the other two reviews are just Mark ball ballparks. I mean, to be fair, Rampage is an Ian, is yeah. an Ian time, you know. But yeah, it, it is. It literally, it literally is. Like when they were writing this, there was a little photo of you <laughs> at the side, and they kept on going. I don't know who's gonna buy who's who's gonna go who's gonna want to go like not just go and see it but actually want to go and see it and somebody keeps picking it up and going this guy yeah. this fucking guy yeah yeah do it for him and the thing is right I I I, I kind of 
this isn't part of the film, so I'm going to talk about it now. But I did a little accidental tribute. You know, early on, that nerd guy says, I should say, like, all the girls love him. I should shave my head. Do, yeah. you, know, do you know what I literally did that night? And didn't even <laughs> think about it. And then realised after, fuck me. <laughs> what? I shaved, like, I, I, right, I got home. Donna was away with Lottie for the night. It was like... I'm a bit bored. Oh, what should I do? I know. I'll get my clippers, set them to number two, and just shave my head. And then I fucked it up. So then on the Friday morning before work, I was in the shower shaving my head with a Gillette razor. <laughs> oh, so you've properly shaved it then? Yeah, like because I've I'd done it before last year. Yeah. Um, and now I, yeah, it, it's properly. I'm not, the thing is, I'm not a fan of the look. I just wanted to save some fucking money. But then I realised after that it was an accidental tribute to The Rock. It, 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 it is, yeah. Like, and it was like, because the thing is, I, I, I genuinely been trying to get my hair cut last week. But, like, it just, I was trying to do it in my lunch break and it was always busy in the barbers I use. And I, I just, I got home and I was like, fuck it, I'm a bit bored. Why not? I may as well just give it a go. And I... Yep. Fucks it. <laughs> like, because what I was trying to do, right, I, I was like, the back of my head, I got a razor, and I was doing the back of my head, and I was trying, and like, because I'm a fucking idiot, I was like, yeah, I can get it in line, it'll be fine. No, I can't. Nope. No, I can't. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Like, so, like, it is the last time I I self-medicate my hair. <laughs> You know, but that, that 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 was basically yeah. And then like afterwards, I was just like, "Fuck, there's that bit." God, I I I hope to God Paul has not seen Rampage because he <laughs> will fucking rinse me. And and the good thing is, by the time this podcast is probably up, I would have started my secondment in another department, and and I won't have to see Paul. Because <laughs> he would, will he rinse you about and say, Yes. Do you want to be the rock? Yes. He's going to text me or he's going to email me. I know he is, but fuck you. I'm off managing another team, Paul. Like, you can't, you can't get at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. That's so, where so we're at. After, after Ian shaved his head in tribute to the rock. Um, <laughs> We also, yeah, we cover Hurricane Heist, uh, and we're also covering Into the Night. Indeed. Uh, plus the usual uh, tangents, which we've already had a couple of, mm. and we'll also be doing some what we've been watching. I've actually got quite a bit of what we've been watching, I think, here. Yeah, I do actually have quite a bit. I got uh, Uno, which is a nice, it, it's a nice trade, because it is yes. usually the other way around, so it'll be good for you to kind of run that shit. Yeah, I've got, I've, I've, I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got quite a few, what have I got there? I've got six. <clears throat> I've had a productive week. Very good. Uh, and I know, and I know, I know that I'm looking at those six and going, it could have been seven because I did start watching. I, I realised out of the mild tangent and a spoiler for what I'll be because I've got what I've been watching next mm. week mm. is I've never seen the uh, Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, have you not? Okay, I've never seen them, which makes no sense because I, I've really enjoyed what he's put out recently. Mm. So mm. I thought, you know what? They're on Prime. Fuck it, I'm going to give it a go. So I've watched the first half of the first one, uh, and I'm quite enjoying it, to be honest. So yeah, yeah. I'll get I'll get to that. I'll turn it off because Bex fell asleep. Oh, okay. Well, was that because she was tired, or is that... She, 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 no, that was because she got out after work, and um, 
a couple of glasses of wine, then come home and had a uh, bottle right. of wine, and right. then, yeah, then was asleep. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'll, I'll let her off on that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, anything film-related we need to, to talk about before we get into trailers? Um, I think so. don't think anything's happened, does it? No, I mean, like, the, the, well, the can lineup came out, and... Does oh, it? Was that last week? I'm pretty sure that was last week, yeah. Um, and, like, that can are a bit miffed about... There was this Lost Orson Welles film that Netflix had kind of paid for the restoration yeah. for, which now can can't play, which mm. is funny. Um, and the new Alfonso Cuaron film, which is shot on 70mm and yep. being released through Netflix, which yep. does seem a little... I bet he's not super thrilled about that, and I can kind of get... I, that's one I can get. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so that now can't play can. Even though apparently they are still talking, but it, I don't know. Like The way they've been going back and forth, it does kind of feel like now nah, that, that that ship sailed for at least this year. Um, but the, the rest of it, there's only... I mean, I think it's interesting there's only two American films in competition. Um excitingly Sp- uh, Spike Lee's new one um, is, that, is that in competition yeah Black Klansman oh. um, which looks and it made me laugh as well did you know the one person who is in both of those films no who is it Mark 2018 is the year of Topher Grace it, it, it's been coming Topher Grace is back. It's 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 with you, you know he's he's been hiding in the shadows for far too long. It's well, that's a hell of a cast actually that he's got in that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, looks really interesting. And then um, I think it's Shit, a, is that a Bloomhouse film? I wouldn't be surprised. That's a Bloomhouse. Yeah, film. no, no, it is. It totally is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. Jordan Peele's directing, uh, producing. Producing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like, All right, I'm, I'm, I'm officially very interested. <laughs> it, it looks fucking, yeah. I'm bang up for that. Fucking yep. bang up for it. Um, and also under the Silver Lake, which is uh, David Robert Mitchell's uh, latest, which um, is what is his follow up to. Um, Shit follows. Yep, it is. Yeah. Um. So we'll 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 see how that goes. Um. But what is, is it? Andrew Garfield's in that as well. Um, yeah, Riley Keough. Okay. I mean, why not? I'll I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll I'll happily give it. Well, I'll, I'll I'll happily give it a go based on trailer and what is it? Yeah. Tofa's in it. You know, like why not? Yeah. Bit bit of tough. Tofa's back. Um. But then, uh, what, so what else is... Right, let's see how many directors we've heard of who have films playing in competition in Cannes. What do you reckon? Should we do this? Let's go, let's go, yes. Right, okay. Uh, so, Cannes... Uh, okay, so the 18 films announced so far. Uh, Stefan... Okay, Steph, Stepan Breeze... Heard of him or her? Nope. Okay. Lee Chang Dong? 
heard the name, but not. I can't picture which film he's done. Um, he won best screenplay at Cannes in 2010 for something called Poetry. Uh, he was in Directors Fortnight with Peppermint Candy, and he was in competition in 2007 with Secret Sunshine. Nope. Okay. Um, Asghar uh, Farhadi. Nope. Uh, he did. Um, he did a separation. Um, oh yes, of course he did. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Matteo uh, Garon. Um, that oh, the guy who directed Gamora. Gamora, yeah, he's yeah. got a new one out, on here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Jean Luc Godard. Never heard of him. Sounds wank. Nice. Um, Ryusuke Hamaguchi. Nope. Okay. Christophe. Honore and Honore 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 no, would laugh myself off because his, house, his, his surname is basically pronounced Horny yep. so um, yeah I, I, I'd remember that one okay uh, Eva Husson heard of yeah okay um, what was it she did sounds pretty good actually story of an armed group of women resistance fighters who come together to take back control of their Kurdish town that has been taken over by religious extremists I'm for that, yeah. I'll fucking watch that. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, um, Hirokazu Koreeda? Nope. Um, I, I, I know the name. Uh, Nadine Labaki? Nope. Oh, she did Caramel back, like, like years ago. I know that film, but I haven't seen it. Okay. No, but I haven't seen it, yeah. Um, uh, Spike Lee, David Robert Mitchell. Jafar Pahani? No. Yeah. Wait, yeah. He did. Um, this is not a film. That that's one, it. He did. That, yeah. The Iranian one that he had to like smuggle out of the country. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh. Pavel. Uh. Paul Lukowski. Um. He did Eda. Eda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he did. Oh, I did something else. Is it Last Resort? Did he do? Yes. Thought it was. Was it him who did that? Um, My summer of love, the Emily Blunt. It was, yes, yeah, he did do that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, he did. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. Um, Alice Rohwacker. Yes, recognise that one. Okay. Kirill Serebrenikov. Nope. Okay. Abu Bakar Shorky. Yep. Um. Oh. Apparently, it's a first-time filmmaker. I'd heard the name, so it must be related to that film. Uh, okay, cool. And, and Gia Sankey. Nope. I uh, did a touch of sin uh, a few years back. Okay, I know, I know oh, of that. Oh yeah. Okay, so it's a pretty fucking Palm Dory lineup there. I think. Yeah, it is a very Palm Dory lineup. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there you go. Feels. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, they're opening with the Paul Dano movie. Uh, what's that now? Uh, Wildlife, another one he was directing when he died. Uh, he was directing um, with his wife. Oh, it says here the opening film's the Asghar Fahadi film. Is it? Ah. What's the, what's the Dano one called? Uh, Wildlife. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the opening film, uh, and 
guy is the closing film. Yeah, why the fuck's that not? That's weird. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, so that's Cam. So, you know, over the course of the next five years, we'll probably talk about half of those at some point. <laughs> um, it's not like uh, it's not like the Oscars, is it? Where it's like... No, it's not, to be honest, no. Uh, like, I'm going to make sure I watch all of these. But, you know, we'll see. Um, that... The one about the resistance, uh, the, the 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 women going up against the religious extremists, sounds interesting. It's called Girls of the Sun. Um, yeah. For that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well that's can. I think that's pretty much all that has really happened. So yeah, moving on. Uh, trailers. Uh, what have you watched, Ian? Uh, Hotel Artemis. Uh, I watched this. Yeah. Um... Uh, all right, yeah. I hadn't heard I'm, of it. I'm, I'm going to watch the fuck out of that. That looks fun. Yeah. At first, I was like, I'll be honest, at first, I was like, oh, God. Jodie Foster looks like shit. <laughs> it was mm. the first thing I said. And then and then as it went more and more into it, I was like, that's got a, that's an interesting cast. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, yeah I'm the same. I will watch the shit out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's uh, written and directed by Drew Pierce, so uh, that's interesting. Who did the last Mission Impossible? Not, not directed, but I think he wrote it, didn't he? I, th- I thought maybe he co-wrote it with Macquarie. Um, cause yeah, he would have co-wrote it, wouldn't he? Right, Drew Pierce. Uh, okay. Um, oh, that's right, yeah, he wrote Iron Man 3. Like yeah. with Shane, well, kind of, kind of with Shane Black, and yeah, he's he's got a credit on uh, Mission Impossible, yeah. Right, give me two seconds. I have, I, I think I have a really random, random fact for you about this guy. Uh, give me two seconds. Let me just check a picture of him. Yes. Do you want to know a really odd, random facts about this guy? Because he's British, mm. right? I had a conversation with this guy once at an event in London, right? Because <laughs> I remember him t- saying that he was down to write the new um, Mission Impossible, right? Mm. And I remember, so I remember kind of thinking, I, re- I didn't remember his name, but I remember that. And then I looked, I was like, holy shit, that's, yeah, that's him. Do you know what the event was in London? Mm-hmm. It was that event thing that got put on for Eat, Sleep, Live film. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we went for a drink afterwards. Um, quite a few of us, didn't we? And I, I remember chatting to him at the bar. Hang about, that guy was Drew Pierce. Yeah. Fuck off. Yep. Really? Yes. Yeah. When the fuck was that? That must have been 2011, 12. Because there was this guy I was talking to, but it can't have been back then, though. Was, like, drunkenly saying that he was he had a hand in the, in the new Mission Impossible film. But no, that, it wasn't. It wasn't. Cause I, cause the thing is, because I remember that, and I remember, and I remember talking... It wasn't that guy, was it? It, it, no, it was, but he he because what he was saying was it wasn't that one. It was the next one that he wrote. He wrote the story for the next one. 
because I remember saying to him, what, the new one? And he said, no, the one after. That guy was Drew Pierce. Yes. Jesus Christ. I mean, he was a nice guy as well. He was, he, he, he was a nice guy, yeah. But, but really? Yeah, because yeah, I just looked at him and thought, because for some reason, I have a good about? memory for faces. And I remember looking at him thinking, holy shit, yeah. Because I was looking for a picture of him with glasses on, because he had glasses on. Yes, he I was did. I remember him. that, yeah. And without glasses, it doesn't look like, it, doesn't look, it looks like it might be him, but it probably isn't. And then as soon as I found a picture with glasses on, I was like, holy shit, it is. <laughs> I need to find a picture of him with glasses on. I remember him being younger, but... No, fuck. No, hang on. Yeah, that... No, but he's not the same guy. Hang on. Hang about. That looks like the same guy to me. His Wikipedia profile picture is, is the one I'm looking at. Wiki profile... Because oh, yeah. in all the ones on what is it, it doesn't it doesn't look like him. And the Wikipedia one, like ah, that's be- that that Wikipedia picture is clearly before he got a little bit more dollar. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay, that's fuck it, that's really fucking weird, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> that's really nah, that's really fucking weird. Right, fair enough. I'm pretty... He gave me his fucking business card. I swear to God. Like, I don't think I've got it anymore. Well, no, I won't have it anymore, but Christ. Yep. Fucking hell. Wow, I was right. very drunk that evening. Yeah, man. <laughs> everybody was fucking hammered. That was, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Wow. Uh, yes, trailers. What else have you seen? Jesus fucking wept. Um... Right, okay, so yeah. But yeah, Hotel Amatinus looks fun. Um... Oceans 8, Nate's trailer for that, where it's like, yep, it's an Oceans film. Yep. Uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. We'll just, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, basically. I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to half of it, and the other half of it worries me. Mm, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> which, which I would say exactly the same thing about the Oceans movies. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, mm. Incredibles 2, which looks like, yep, yeah, that's Incredibles 2. Mm. Um, Incredibles 2 late. Yeah, well, yes, that is very true. That that does, that film does really, I think I've said it before, but that film does really feel like Brad Bird saying, like, I need a hit. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like, it, it just, just I, yeah, like, you, it's just, you know, when he did Mission Impossible 4, he was just like, Right, that's me on the up. Here we go, and then he did Tomorrowland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right now to do my passion project because that worked out really well last time. Oh, I mean, like I like the film, but it's like Andrew Stanton. Like he, like he does his Pixar stuff, and he's like, right, I'm going to do John Carter. That loses a shitload of money. It's like, right, I'm going to do Finding Nemo too. Now another <laughs> one's lost. <laughs> yep. You know, like, it, yeah, I don't know. That That's fucking weird. But uh, anyway, I think that's it for me this week. Uh, yeah, I watched... What else did I watch? Um, Dark Crimes, a Norwegian noir uh, film starring Jim Carrey doing oh, yeah. an accent. 
<laughs> oh, what accent? What accent? Norwegian? No. Oh. It, it appears to be, like, possibly Irish. Okay. Like, if you took his act, one of the accents he does as Count Olaf in um, Lemony Snicket, but put it in, like, a serious movie. <laughs> Sorry, babe? Talk, talk loudly, honey. Are you po- podcasting? Yes, I am. Okay. Mummy just asked me if um, the toys could go in your um, in mummy's bed. No, it's, it's okay, Don. Um, if, if they can go in mummy and daddy's bed. Why? Because um, 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 mummy said um, they can't sleep in my bed. Oh. Um, okay, I, if, if that's what Mummy said. Uh, uh, hang on, two ticks. Sorry, Don? Oh, yeah, I'm in the study, babe, yeah. Are you not? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in the room we're currently in. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going in the bedroom! <laughs> no, lots, we're in the study, babe. Okay. Okay. Alright, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep recording, okay babe? Alright, love you. What's this for? Um, it's a suite. Yeah? No, I'm, I'm okay, like, lots, I kinda need to go on it babe, I'm sorry, alright, I love you. Okay. Alright, bye. Daddy's in the study! Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh... Uh, so count, count Olaf, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Count Olaf. Okay, um, good. But in an annoyed in, in uh, 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 <laughs> a Scandinavian noir crime film. That sounds it, yeah. amazing. I'll, I'll watch it. That, that sounds great. Um, yeah, I'll watch that as well. Sorry, like just like we're not in the bedroom. Yes, we are. It's just, no, no, no. <laughs> Um, she's she's a bit weirded out because I usually do this in the bedroom. I'm I'm in the study now that the MacBook's gone. Um, yeah. So yeah, she's just a bit weirded out by it. I think. Anyway, um, anything else? Uh, Mary Shelley's Mary Shelley. The, you, uh, you do think it's going to be Mary Shelley's Mary Shelley, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's just called Mary Shelley. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, wow, it, that's a boring trailer. Okay. That's. Yeah. It it looks. It looks like, do you remember when Mary Antoinette came out and everyone went, oh, look, it's Mary Antoinette, but done like if MTV made it. This looks like Mary Shelley, if, I don't know, some fucking hipster YouTuber made it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it looks fucking, it, it looks boring. I, I, honestly, it's two minutes, 17 seconds, the trailer, and I, it felt like I was watching a two-hour movie. Oh, Christ. All right, well, yeah, all right. Let's maybe never speak of that again, then, unless it gets really, really good word, I suppose. Which it won't. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it will disappear right. without a trace. Mm. Um, so, right, Ian, are you ready? Um, I'm, I am. I, I am nervous. I am nervous. I will. I will give it that. Um, sorry, two ticks. I'm a little bit distracted by something. Uh, what am I doing? Right. Sorry. I, like so, I, I sold the MacBook, and eBay is for some reason saying that there's two packages 
that are apparently going to be delivered. It's like, well, I'm not selling two fucking laptops. Um, sorry, I'm ever so sorry about this. Two ticks. No, um, right, I just need to send this guy a message. Um, fucking right. Ah, eBay, man. Fuck. Right. Ah. Actually, I see what you mean. I have no idea why it's showing two packages either. Right, take a photo. Oh, fucking... Ah, God's sake. Uh... Hang on, why is it showing... Ah, you fucking dick. Sorry about this. Uh... This is the right one. We'll try and get the other tracking details deleted. Sorry about that. Fucking, no, that's a horrible picture. Fucking twat. I'm, I'm leaving this in, by the way. Um, how's that? Right, there we go. Sorry about that. Yes, it is time. It is time. I, it, it is time. Yes, it is time for Brad Payton's Rampage, which oh stars God. Dwayne Johnson, Naomi Harris, Marlene Ackerman, Jake Lacey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, George. That, that nerdy guy that you mentioned earlier on. Uh, and it stars... George. George, a um, albino gorilla. Mm. So it is based upon the arcade game Rampage, which does actually feature in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it stars Joe Manganiello as well. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it does. Did you say Jeffrey Dean Morgan? I did say Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay. Yes. Um, so Dwayne Johnson uh, plays Davis uh, Akoye, a head of an anti-poaching unit uh, and kind of primate expert uh, who saved George, this albino gorilla, when he was almost, when his parents were killed by poachers and is now, has helped raise him and has a great relationship with him, etc. in the times that they communicate by a sign language and play jokes on each other, etc. And then some research is being done on genetic editing, uh, which is banned, so a company is doing it in space. Yep. Their research crashes down and infects George, a wolf, and a... Is it a crocodile or an alligator? I can't remember. Either or. It's a crocodile or an alligator, or possibly both. Who can say? Mm. Um, the writers, probably. But they're not here, so fuck them. Uh, I don't think they can, to be fair. Yeah, but well, fuck you, writers. Uh, and... Uh, Yes, and carnage and rampaging ensues. Ian, you built Rampage up a lot, haven't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, here we go. Did it disappoint or did it tick every box that you wanted it to tick? It's exactly what you think it's going to be, whether that's a good or a bad thing. And for me, that was a very good thing. 
very good because big meets bigger. Yeah, no, I mean big does meet bigger. My my one major criticism is that I'm pretty sure that George doesn't actually appear in the film. Not not in the same way as it does in the trailer, no. No, which is disappointing. But it's made up for by the repeated uh, finger up, uh, which I I actually would never get bored of. I'd, I'd never get bored of George pulling that. It would still it would be funny five hundred times over, just like fucking taking the piss and then sticking his finger up at the rock. It just it's it's immense, quite frankly. Um, it is goofy, and, and yet kind of actually tries to be serious at points with its kind of city destruction, which is weird. Um, it the the plot of the film I actually thought weirdly made sense, which I is bizarre. But just the whole like why are they coming to that city? Oh, there's a fucking high frequency noise that only they can hear and they really don't like it. Cool. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Malin Ackerman and Jake Lacey are cartoon characters, and that's fine. Um, the Rock is ridiculous, which is great. Um, he's just like, I just love the way that he's just absolutely infallible. Um, but unlike Steven Seagal in The Mighty Under Siege 2, you do you do believe that he takes a bit of a beating through the course of the film, uh, which is good. Um, I had an awful lot of fun with this film and at that point in the week I needed that film and I got exactly what I wanted and it really cheered me the fuck up um I hope you liked it right um I I did yeah I I really 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 enjoyed it um I I like the fact that it it quite simply is it well for a start off my thing here is one how the fuck is rampage a 12 a <laughs> yeah it's pretty gory yeah it's pretty gnarly isn't it yeah, yeah it's weird right? but also as well i like the fact that it is quite literally it is more aimed at kids than it yeah. is at adults yeah because Melania Ackerman and Jake Lacey are cartoon characters completely to the point of where I was watching it going this is mental yeah <laughs> this is mental how just literally the closest I could work out to, to what they reminded me of uh, was the bad guy characters in the first Beethoven movie <laughs> <laughs> What, Duchovny and whoever the other one was? Uh, yeah, what's the name that was his girlfriend in Goodfellas? Oh, Christ, yeah, all right. Shit, I know. her. Yeah. We yeah. went from a weird cooking show on, on American TV at one point where nice. her and her husband just got shit-faced and cooked and had arguments. Very it good. was mental. Uh, Very good. Yeah, uh, yeah so... I, I, I love that, that kind of fact about it. And there was, you know, Jeffrey D. Morgan playing what you, at first, you're like, oh, I don't like him, I don't like him. And then you start to, he, he, he wins you over really quickly, and you're thinking, oh, at some point, at some point, though, he's going to turn back into being a wrong one, 
and he just doesn't. No, I, I, I was such a fan of that. He just, he's just a good dude. Yeah. Like he's like yes, he, he, you know, he's giving them a bit of shit at first, but then it's. No, do you know what? Like, I do feel sorry for you and your eight friends, and I am going to do the best I can for you because your heart's in the right place. And when science shits the bed, I'm the one who cleans up the sheets. <laughs> yep. Tiffany Morgan is is having such a fucking good time with this. Yep. Um, he, he, in his mind, he's, he's walking away from it, and, and the producers are going... Can we have a spin-off? Just that guy. <laughs> uh, I'd be down for that. I, I'd, I'd be oh, fine with that. Fuck. Uh, we forgot the best film news of the week. Are you? Yeah, the, the a trailer that we've got to talk about. Actually, two things. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. No. How did we forget? Yeah. No. We did. We forgot a trailer, didn't All we? Right, well, stop the review right now. Oh, the Meg. Oh the, the old, oh, the beautiful Meg. Yep, chomp on this. Oh, my God. Like, it just, yeah. How did we forget about the Meg? Oh, it's Statham versus Shark. It's Statham versus a Megalodon. Oh, it just, we need it. Yep. And it's, for some reason, directed by John Turtletop. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, that's a very, very odd, right, John Turtletop's going to direct this, like, Chinese-backed big shark movie with Jason Statham. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is he? What? <laughs> yeah. It, oh, God, the Meg. That looks fun. Yeah. That looks mid-August as fuck. Like, yeah, it I'm... does. It does. That looks like the sort of movie that somehow is going to make a shit ton of money, yet everybody who goes to see it is going to love it. Everyone who, go, who pays to go to see it is going to love it. Everyone who goes to a press screener is going to hate it. Yeah, 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 you can see that, for sure. No, it, 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 like, uh, yeah, I fuck the Meg. It looks it looks great. But yeah. what I was referring to... So, David Leach, directed, director of Atomic Blonde, has set his next film. He has, yes. It's the Hobbs and Shaw spin-off... Yep. That everybody wants more than the latest Fast and Furious film. Yep. And it's going to be the film of the of whatever year in which it releases. Yep. It's going to be amazing. And it it's being written by Chris Morgan, who has like written the last load of Fast and Furious films. So let let's get it done. Yes, yep. please. Let's let's have it now. Um, I, 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 yeah. You look at it going that is that's a really really sensible do you know what yeah that's the guy to direct that movie yeah and uh so anyway back to geostorm uh not back to geostorm <laughs> jesus christ um and it's not even a geostorm for me um sorry well, back, back to rampage yeah um yeah yeah it it, it, it I, I just love the fact that it, it's having a tremendous amount of fun and it's it's pacey as fuck yeah but again, San Andreas was is really pacey as well. Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's I, I I would say maybe around the time after the plane crash when they just kind of stood about and there's you know quite a lot of talking for about ten minutes. Mm. It is a little bit like, did we really need this much talking? But yeah. then then the talking stops again, and then it's just 
like it, it, it's kind of like really just barrels all the way through to the end without, without stopping. Yep. It's it, yeah. it, 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 it's an awful lot of fun. I I love the um, you know the the bit where um, Joe Manganiello goes after the wolf. Mm. There is a very that I, I noticed, and at first I thought, no. And so I was sat listening really intently, and it happened again, where the soundtrack has a very, very definite nod to Predator. Oh, really? Yes. Can, can you, like, can you like sing the theme tune? Hum, no. <laughs> but it definitely, it, it does, because I thought, was that Predator? What, where it's like... I'm sat, I'm sat there listening, and I'm going... Holy shit! It is they they put a nod to Predator in the fucking soundtrack? Why? It's not a bit where it's like da 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 or anything like that, is it? Like it's not quite that bit. It's the bit kind of after that where it's the you know the where it almost sounds like um, just it's essentially like fucking noises that you'd hear in a rainforest. Okay, but they're yeah. part of the what is it? And then it's definitely there because it happens a couple of times, and it's only in that bit. I thought that's that's really quite cool. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I like. Yeah. I, I I really like. I also like the fact that the that the video game for Rampage is in the offices of the bad guys. Oh yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Yep. Yeah. It's, no, a, it, it, it's, it's a big old thumbs up from me. Yeah. I mean, it just it it. It, it just it is exactly what you think it's going to be, and yeah, that's it is. absolutely fine. That's it. If you're if you're predisposed to, to actually to think you know I'm, I'm going to enjoy this, then then you will. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it, it's the it, it it is just one of those ones where it's like you you know if you don't like it, then you certainly have a stick up your ass. That's it. If, if, if the thing is, my feeling with, with Rampage is, if you've gone to see Rampage and you've not liked it, my point there would be, why have you gone to see it then? Because if you went to see it because you wanted to go and see it, you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. If you've watched it but not liked it, you would never. It's because it's just not your type of film. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. Just not being your type of movie. That's fine. But I don't understand why anybody would pay to go watch something that they probably know they're going to dislike. Yeah, I mean, I, and forgive me, that's kind of more what I meant. In like, just like, if it's not your kind of thing, then cool, but you're not going to watch it anyway. Mm. Um, but I mean, that's the thing. I, I think the reviews have generally been, you know, it's exactly what you think it's going to be, and that's a good or bad thing. Delete as appropriate. Yeah. And it is, it is that. It's it's the rock doing what he, he does. You know, he he's a very, very likable screen presence. Uh, he can pull off the physicality of these kind of things, but he's, he is also a very charismatic and quite funny guy as well. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of fine to pay second fiddle to a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know he's happy to do it, and good on him. Hmm? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's a definitely not shit. It's 
Yeah. It's, it's nowhere near a Geostorm. It, it is no. absolutely a definitely not shit. It, it, yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd go with that as well. Uh, de- definitely, definitely not shit. Great deal of fun. Just like, an absolute blast. And I, I, fuck, man, I look forward to seeing it in 4K. Yeah. Um, so our poll on that, definitely not shit, 67%. Touching cloth, 0%. Shit, twenty-two percent, and Geostorm, eleven percent. Okay, I'm pretty fine with that. I think that's pretty much what I would have expected, really. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so too. Yeah. Uh, right. Do you want to do Into the Night? Then we'll do what we've been watching, and then we'll do Hurricane Heist. Yeah, I'll do for me. Cool. Right. So Into the Night was a um, is a, a retro review. Uh, mm. We very occasionally do these kind of things, but it was because. I watched it last week, and Ian said that he'd seen it and was going to watch it. So we thought, hell, why not? Why don't why not actually cover it in a little bit, kind of more detail, where we can both chat about it if we're going to watch it. Both have watched it anyway. So it's a John Landis 1985 uh, film starring Jeff Goldblum, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Richard Farnsworth in there, David Bowie crops up, um, and Bruce McGill, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, it looks like a bunch of people from movies around that time. Yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum plays uh, Ed Oaken, a insomniac uh, who finds out his wife's having an affair when he is um, he, he's fired from work, isn't he? Or is he? No, he's not fired from no, work. No, no, no. He, he, like, he, he has a bit of a bad day at work. He has a bad well, day like and he's he, told to go home. Yeah, That's it. He's yeah. told he's too tired and needs to go home and discovers that his wife's having an affair. Um, that night, he decides he's going to drive to um, LAX because his friend, played by Dan Aykroyd, has said that if he can't sleep, why doesn't he just drive to the airport and go to Vegas? Uh, when he gets to LAX, uh, he's sat in the car park and Michelle Pfeiffer turns up, having been run aw- he's running away from a uh, gang uh, of Iranians uh, who are chasing her and have just stabbed the person that she was with. Uh, and it turns out that she is smuggling some jewels for these people, and kind of like it, it, it's, a, it's a wacky all happens over a couple of days film, <laughs> yeah, with with plenty of cameos, yeah, a lot of cameos actually. Just to list some of the cameos that are in this: David Cronenberg, Jonathan Demme, Amy Heckling, Jim Henson, Lawrence Kasdan. Um, and Don Siegel. It's fucking weird. Are just some of the people that crop up in this movie. Um, Ian, Ian, what did you think of Into the Night? Um, so I have two major criticisms for Into the Night, which I I want to address right away. Yep. One. Yep. I was annoyed that it didn't take place over the course of one night, even though the yes. vast majority of it is set at night. Yeah, I, 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 I will absolutely agree with that. It should be a one-night movie. Yeah. Um, and two, the death of Michelle Pfeiffer's friend, where she gets chased by those guys and then drowned. Yeah. A bit... Was that actually necessary? That's a weirdly fucking dark... Thing. Yeah, it, it, it is a little bit dark, isn't it, in comparison cause you, you, to the rest of the movie, which is kind of quite fun. Yeah, because yeah, that's the thing. The rest of it is fun. And those characters have been weirdly fun. Like, yeah. John, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was buying what John Landis was selling with his yep. silent role in this film. 
just him reading that GQ in the back of the car with the yep. McDonald's shake or whatever it was. It was good times. Um, but then, like, that scene, it's like, it's this, like, no music, just running along the beach and then, then drowning her and then cutting to, like, her perspective while she's being drowned. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like, that kind of seemed like John Landis cast this girl who looked like an ex of his and he was working out some <laughs> shit for a minute. It, 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 yeah, it is It is the only bit of the movie where you go, oh, so that's why that and um, a, a nude shot of, of Michelle Pfeiffer why this movie's a 15. Yeah, yeah, no, quite, exactly. And it, it, I don't know, it was just, it was weird. But aside from that, it is one of those ones where it's like, where has this film been all my life? You know? Yeah, it, it is very much so, yeah. It's... I, I, about 10 minutes into it, not... Shoot, not even ten minutes into it, before me and Bex watched it, we watched the trailer. Because I thought, damn it, a John Landis movie starring Goldblum and Pfeiffer and David Bowie from the mid-80s and I've not seen it? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So I thought, I'll watch the trailer. Cause I might watch the trailer and go, oh, wait a minute, it's because it's shit. What's the trailer like, I can't work out why I haven't seen that movie. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it seems like it. something I would have watched. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And, um... You know, you just through through the course of the film, I was like, "When's this going to fall apart? When's this going to fall apart? When's yep. this going to fall apart?" And it doesn't. Nope. Um, it, it's you know, it's fun. Goldblum is. It, it, it's it's weird that you see Goldblum now, and then back then he was doing kind of like everyman roles. Yeah. And he does pull it off there's not really a weird like an offbeat aspect to him here he's just this guy who's tired yeah that, that's it there's no i think now we, we attribute gold bloomisms with being kind of like that uh, um and a little bit kind of wacky mm. but not like but wacky but quite suave with it whereas this is he's just it's just an everyman character, but yeah. it still has that gold bloomy feel about it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. There is a, there is a kind of a gold bloom flavor, and just like you, there's an aspect of him where you could see like Michelle Pfeiffer's kind of into him, like because he's a little bit left of center of everyman, but he's still yeah. much more of a chill person than the kind of men that she's obviously been with. Yeah, he, he, he's quite a nice guy mm, uh, mm. who has a good, stable job. So he's a nice, intelligent guy who she sees is helping her, not because he's trying to sleep with her or anything like that. It, it's more just because his kind of thing is, well, I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> well, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there's that moment where she tries to give him the money. He's like, I can't accept that. And then it kind of it, it, it's like something kind of like twigs with her. Uh, mm. about him at that moment as well but I mean it, it was it was interesting because obviously you know, there, there, there's some comparisons to be made between this and After Hours but yeah. After Hours is this fucking like almost nightmarish mm. like is th- like ha- is this ever going to end like th- and After Hours a scene that really stands out to me I, I've, I've seen After Hours a couple times but that scene where He's like in that bar at like four in the morning, and there's that woman who, like, is like alone. He's basically dancing with her, and like she, she kind of seems to be like really into him. And he just 
he's almost going along with it because he's got nowhere else to go and he just feels completely like hopeless and so he's just with this woman in this bar and I found it this really like weirdly disturbing moment and you don't you don't get stuff like that with Into the Night it, it's not you know and like just the way that shit builds up in After Hours that that film feels like a crescendo like just building yeah. and building and building into the night has waves um and i i i like that and it, it never it doesn't go for the strong out feel that after hours does and i mean I, I think there are obvious reasons why that film feels the way it does from that director at that time yeah um but landis is just yeah he is just having fun and there are serious moments and that that moment with the killing of the woman does feel tonally what the fuck but the rest of it, you know, there is tension there, but there, there's a, like a release of the tension is not or is never that far away, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it does feel like that. It, it, it's a little bit more kind of uh, breezy than something like uh, After Hours mm. in the sense that this is very much wearing its comedy out there. You know, you've got uh, Gold Bloom is is Reverend and Michelle Pfeiffer is she's playing that quite, you know, look, yes, I'm quite dangerous and everything like that, but I'm actually, you know, I, I, I can get men to do this because I'm really hot, but also as well, I'm actually quite sweet. Yeah. And there yeah. is there yeah. is that. She's, she's, she's not quite femme fatale and she's not quite vixen, um, but she's not girl next door either. Yeah, no, there, there, there is that there is that weird uh, line with her. Um, mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, as well, we've got a... a, a a David Bowie kind of cameo that's just when he first announces himself to Jeff Goldblum, he's like, "I've been watching you. You're really good." <laughs> and Goldblum's got no idea what he's talking about. And what does he keep calling him? Oh, I can't remember. Because he keeps on calling him something else, doesn't he? Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. I was I, I was a little bit disappointed that he was only in. Um, Two scenes, in, really. In two scenes, yeah. That that was a shame. It, yeah, it, it does feel it, it feels so weird. But that scene where he first arrives and he's smiling at him and he just keeps nodding. That is yeah. the bit when I messaged you and you mentioned it and I said it, that seems like like literally at some point, probably in the mid eighties uh, or the late eighties or something like that. Ricky Gervais watched this film and went, "Yep." Yeah, there we go. I'm going to base everything around... My entire life now is going to be based around that smirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the thing it's is, a fair comment. Ricky Gervais is a huge David Bowie fan. Mm. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if, 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 if that was the entire basis around Ricky Gervais, the character, is just that smirk. It's just his fucking teeth as well. Like, there's not something right about the teeth. Yeah, it's it's such it's such an odd movie, but that every so often you get all these weird kind of like older movies um, that for some reason isn't in the it, it, it isn't part of sort of popular culture like some movies from its time that arrives on usually Netflix, to be honest, whereby a lot of people can watch it instantly. It's not something that somebody watched because they found a DVD copy of it or they remember watching it when they were younger and saw it 
on ATV or something like that. Mm. It's a lot of people on social media can spread this. What is it? For instance, um, when Streets of Fire got its Blu-ray release mm. uh, and there was a documentary on it, they literally said the reason why we did that is because the Netflix metrics for it were huge. Mm. It was really popular. So we thought, hang on a minute, if we take it off Netflix and release it on Blu-ray, like six months later, we can probably do a pretty decent special edition of it and people will buy it. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, that's a good shout. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know, and things like that can happen. And it, you get the feeling that, that with something like this, it's just, it, it's waiting to be rediscovered. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It'd be great to see the metrics on this shit. Yeah, because it's for the past few weeks, it's been really like high up in a lot of the sort of comedies, and thrillers, and eighties movies. All those little things, little menu bits. It's always been like number two or three on there, mm. and recently added and recommended to to you. It's been like there for me on all of these. Yeah, uh, I, um, yeah, that algorithm knows you, I think. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it really fucking does. Mm. It, it's freaky. Um, I, 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 I'm definitely not shit on this movie. I've, I had a blast with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's it's, it's great fun. I, I look forward to seeing it again, frankly. Cool. Uh, our audience definitely not shit was twenty five percent. Okay. Touching cloth fifty percent and shit twenty five percent. That's interesting. That is really quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, come come at us, folks. Like, why, like, what what wasn't working for you there? Yeah, what what didn't land for you? Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Uh, right, Ian. Um, do you want me to give you a few of my what I've been watches, uh, and then you can give me your one, or yeah, you give yeah. your one, and then I'll blast through. I'll, I'll give you a couple of mine. Then yeah, first. sure, sure. Cool. Uh, rewatched your uh, the um. Mark Mylod, uh, Anna Faris and Chris Evans movie, What's Your Number? Um, from 2011, back when Anna Faris uh, was, you know, of that previous power couple. Uh, she was the, the more famous one uh, out of her and Chris Pratt. Uh, although he does make a brief appearance in this movie. Um, you've got Chris Evans and Chris Pratt uh, squaring up against each other mm. uh, in this. Uh, it's a funny film. It's I watched it on... Netflix or Prime, uh, and it was just because I literally couldn't be asked to. Have you ever seen this? No, no, I don't think I have. No. Right, do you want to know what it's about then? Yeah, go on. Do you want to, go on. To, to, to furnish your ears with that. Um, so Anna Faris plays a character called Ali Darling, uh, who's in her early thirties, and um, essentially she's had a string of bad kind of relationships. Uh, and her sister, played by Ari Grainer, is getting married, and she wants to bring her current boyfriend to that wedding, but he's kind of like, I'm not really sure that we're in that kind of place. Uh, and so she reads an article on the... Uh, so she, she's also, she's fired from her job, so she's got no boyfriend, no job, and he's having kind of like that little bit of a quarter-life crisis. Uh, and she happens to read in Cosmo or something like that, that uh, once you go above 20... Uh, sexual partners um, that that's when you know it's too many your chances of finding a husband decrease rapidly so she decides to instead of going for number 21 that what she's going to do is she's going to track down those 20 and see if one of those guys is the right guy for it right okay and uh, the guy who the person who she enlists to help her on this is 
her neighbour across the hall, played by Chris Evans, mm. uh, and she basically says to him that she will that she will help him get rid of girls that he's trying to get rid of that are at his apartment if he helps her find these guys. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's it's quite charming. It's quite funny. Um, it depends on your um, how much you like the comedy stylings of Anna Faris. If you get on with her quite well, then it's it's something you'll get on with quite well. Chris Evans is the standout in it. He's it's it, he's very good <laughs> but okay. also um chris pratt turns up yeah uh martin freeman turns up so it's a bit of a jesus uh, wow yeah that was a few years back as well okay yeah uh who else is in there andy sandberg's in there anthony mackie's in there as well right yep so okay. a lot of marvel heads in this uh yes. joe McHale is there so these Zachary. are these are all ex-boyfriends, are they? Uh, or like yes. ex ex-lovers. Yep. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, what's your number? It's uh, it's the second time I've watched it, so it's obviously quite fun. Okay. Uh, what else did we watch? Rewatched Empire Records because we wanted to watch it, and she had a bit of a shitty day uh, at school, I think it was, or something. Um, and so we watched it with her because it happened to be Rex Manning Day as well. I usually twitch at those kind of things like you've got to watch Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th and blah blah, blah. no watch movies when you want to watch them not when fucking memes tell you to um, so yeah I, I really like MP Records but it is very much one of those movies I think where you have to have caught it at a certain point yeah absolutely, uh, absolutely. I'll do one more then I'll let you do your one then I'll do my other three okay. uh, rewatch Spider-Man Homecoming oh, I'll that go uh, really enjoyed it again on, mm-hmm. on second watch uh, it's too fucking long it's a good 20 minutes too fucking long uh, it really I don't know where it is but it, it does it does kind of the bit where he gets before he climbs the um, Washington Monument bit there and he's stuck in that room and he's getting to learn the suit and bits like that yeah uh, I thought that was like a good like I thought that was towards the end of the movie and it's not it's really quite early in the yeah, movie yeah yeah it's like, like first like first third or so isn't it maybe yeah, half, halfway through and it got to that and I was like oh cool it's at this bit quite early it's, it's, I don't remember it being this pacey yeah, and then yeah. I paused it to go and grab a drink uh, it, it, just before the the bit where he's climbing the monument and I was like holy shit this 30, we're only like 40 minutes in there's like another nearly fucking two hours of this movie <laughs> what the shit <laughs> So yeah, it, it, it's it needs to be fucking. It could have been shorter, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, the bit with Michael Keaton uh, where he, he discovers that he's Spider-Man is great. Yeah, I do In think that the oh, yeah good times. Um, the the whole MJ Zendaya character I, I did think on rewatch is really fucking clumsy. Yeah, I, d- I just... character feels like it's out of a different movie. Yeah, it does a bit. And I don't think it's... It's not because she's bad in it or anything like that, uh, but it's just... This, this, she just kind of crops up, and I, I, she's she's a little bit too... Meh about everything. That it just feels... It don't quite feel right. They just kind of, like, keep going to her, and she says, like, two or three lines, and then it swoops back to somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I, I, I just felt that she just didn't feel quite right. But I think, but it's not again. It's not her performance because her performance is fine. It's just the character feels a little bit ah. See what you try to do there, but it just didn't land for me. Mm-hmm. But then the, the funny bits landed again better. I think the bit where he's interrogating uh, Donald Glover is great. That's that's pretty great. Like when he comes up to him with the voice change stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's always great seeing Rich Tomei in anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, right, go on then. What was your one other film? Uh, so my one, um, it was a bit of a double bill of bank-related stuff, along with Hurricane Heist, which obviously we'll talk about in a minute, but um, or in a bit. Uh, the Vault. Uh, is that the is that the one that's on Netflix. Netflix or Netflix that's got Franco in it? Yeah. He does some random stuff. Yeah, it, 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 it is the continuing adventures of. What the fuck is James Franco up to? Because he, he he's also in a film that looks that looks like um, a that looks like a reality TV star turned singer has released a extended music video called Future World, and it stars James Franco, Snoop Dogg, and Mila Yorkovich. Fucking hell! Like it just, I, I I'm looking it up now. I just want to see if I can connect. Um, like the director with Franco, and not really. Um, no, not not really. Dan Bush. Yeah, I'm trying to look now. He's directed something called Fight, Fuck, Pray in 2008. Um, okay. Um, what did the guy do? The Signal. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did one of the sections in the signal. Yeah, by the looks of it. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, the, the vault. Yeah, I, it just what the fuck? I just what the fuck is Franco doing? Because I, I, it doesn't seem like he's one of those ones that has a lot of tax bills to pay or something like. It, like he's not on Nicolas Cage, you know. You know, but and yet he does appear in some random shit. Yeah, like like he got high at a party and yeah. agreed to be in this guy's movie. And I mean, like you know, he's got this tash, and I, I, so basically, story is um, there's a there's like a, a bank robbery, and uh, like a load of hostages are taken, and essentially the downstairs of the bank's haunted. Uh, of course it is. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And it cuz like, I didn't know what the story was going in. And then like there's there's a bit where one of the robbers is posing as uh, like a job applicant and the manager's interviewing <coughs> sorry, the manager's interviewing her. And the manager's like this is going to sound weird, but just to put it out there. Some people, you know, a lot of our tellers go very quickly because they're you know, they get freaked out by Things they think they they see things. Uh, I was just like, <coughs> "Hang on, is this a haunted bank film?" <laughs> and, and and it's like, this is a haunted bank film. Um, so like the host like the hostages and whatnot are all like there. And James Franco basically is this like the assistant manager, and he says, "I I you know I." I you get the, you get the feeling that he was the manager, and James Franco went, "No." 
I want to be the assistant manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I'll... too much responsibility for the manager. They've gone, it's not real, James. I wouldn't be surprised. And, he, you know, he, he was like, I think this is the kind of moustache an assistant manager would play. <laughs> You know, so he, he's like, okay, I'll, 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 you know, I'll help you out. You know, you got to disable the alarms and blah blah blah. And there's six million dollars in in the vault downstairs. And so obviously, I guess the the robbers like thinking, oh. And then they they go downstairs, and then kind of some horrory type stuff happens. And then the final ten minutes is two completely separate sequences, just kind of like chopped together like really haphazardly edited where you've got a, a, a couple of the characters in one section and then a reveal being explained over the course of way too long over the other section. And it was just like, right, okay, okay, I know. I know that's what's happening. I know that's what's happening. I know that's what's happening. Okay, cut back to this thing. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. And then back to the other thing. I know what's happening. You don't need to ta- you don't need to keep on spelling it out and then back to the other thing. I know what's going to happen and then you're told what happened and then another thing happens and then it ends. And it's just like, right, okay, fine. Why 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 just why are you why are you in this James Franco? Like there's it, it just his part is just this guy. It, it, you know, it, it, it's just he's an assistant manager and he has some involvement in the plot. What? Why? Why? Why are you here, James Franco? And it, it, I, I, it just it's mental. I really, really, really don't understand it. Um. Yeah, I mean. It just fuck me, man. He's in so much stuff. He is in an oddly weird amount of just crap, isn't he? Like it's weird. Uh, what the fuck is Blood Heist? He's a, he's a character called Farmer Simon in something called Blood Heist. Um, right. What else? Um. Blood Ride. He's Billy. Billy yep. in Blood Ride. Like, just what? What? Blood, Blood Surf. Surf. Metalhead Tony. Like, he's doing... Like, what is he up to? What is he up to? Why is he in, like, three films last year called Blood Something? I, the Mad Whale. Right, what is he in The Mad Whale? Inmates at a women's mental asylum stage a theatrical production of Moby Dick. <laughs> what? Uh, I just... What? He does an awful lot of weird stuff. It just... It's... I don't... Oh, he's a character called Dude in Naya Legend of the Golden Dolphin. He's got two directed movies coming out this year as well. I'm, I'm sure he does. Like, three. Just... Three. He's got three Hang completed on, directed. directed movies. He directed this Future World thing. Oh, well, he's one he, of the directors. He's one of the directors. He's also got one, got, got one called um, 
pretenders starring Juno Temple, Dennis Quaid, and Jane Levy, and Brian Cox, and Val Kilmer's son. He's in and some... then he's got that um, Zeroville as yeah. well. And what the fuck's the long home? The long home, a young contractor is hired to build a honky-tonk in Tennessee by the man who killed his father. Um, <coughs> it fucking works. <laughs> but I just... Fuck it, that's a, that's a cast. Ashton Kutcher, Josh Hartnett, Josh Hutchison, Garrett Dillahunt, Giancarlo Esposito... Wow, that that literally is a list of people who never quite made an A-list. Timothy Hutton, there's another. Again, a list of people who never quite made the A-list. Like, what just... What is he up... He's a fascinating guy. He he is, isn't he? It's... it's, All power to him, because it's odd, the, the weird stuff that he does. I just... It's... And, 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 you know, and, and yet... You know, he might also be a bit of a creep. He probably is a bit of a creep. <laughs> uh, I just, I, yeah. It just, he's in he's in the vault. And the only reason why I watched the film is because it was like, what is James Franco up to in this one then? And it's a really boring role. Because <laughs> um, I remember a few years ago when he was in Homefront and we were like... James Franco yeah. in a Jason Statham movie written by Sylvester Stallone. This makes no sense. Now you're looking at it going, actually that makes so much fucking sense now. Oh no, absolutely. But it, it it it's just why just why because he, he didn't. I don't think he produced the the. He the doesn't. Vault. He don't. I had a look. And it, it, so that's the thing. He's just in this film. This weird fucking film and yet the guy doesn't act, doesn't i don't think he needs the money i doubt he does you know and yet there, there he is but then again shit man i mean he was in mother may i sleep with danger for christ's sake so uh, uh, who knows who knows yes yeah. anyway um yeah the vault it's not very good oh by the way taryn manning's in it and and like just guess what role she plays <laughs> What? Oh, she's a bit trailer parky. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, yeah. She's a bit hickey. It like it. I I like to. I would like to see that that woman push herself. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. No, probably not. Uh, yeah. There we go. The vault. Um, don't watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, da, 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 da. Right, what should I do first? Uh, rewatch Wedding Crashers. Uh, okay, how 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 is that in in this day and age? How's Wedding Crashers in this day and age? Wow, it's really fucking weird. You kind of yeah. watch it going, right? Okay, right. So at the time, these were fun guys who you know, and this is a this film's. 13 years old which is insane right but at the time this was you know two big comedic stars you know in wilson and vince vaughn and they played these best friends who what they did was they crashed weddings presented with other people essentially asleep with women right 
all the hilarity, and then they end up falling for these two women um, and going along this journey. And then you've got Bradley Cooper's character, who is essentially, if you could write um, rich white man boy toxic masculinity, it would be that character. And you look at it going, yeah, he's such a dick. He's you know horrible at fucking women. He's hyper aggressive. Uh, only gives a shit about himself. All of these bad things. And then now you're looking at it going, wow, nobody comes out of this well at all in this movie. Everybody, everybody fails some kind of life test in this fucking movie now. But it is still quite amusing at points. It is still funny. You watch it going, do you know what? I don't give a shit if I'm not allowed to laugh at this. It's quite funny. You know, there's there's great moments of, and it reminds you that Vince Vaughn can be really fucking funny. There's a great moment where he he's he's loading up a plate for breakfast, and he quite literally is just putting everything that's on the table on it, and then just pours syrup all over it, including over a muffin that he hasn't unwrapped yet, <laughs> <laughs> which has always baffled me uh, in, in that. Um, yeah. And then you've got Will Ferrell um, crashing funerals, <laughs> mm. which is just mad. And not only that, it's like two hours long. <laughs> that flick is fucking long. That's my overriding memory of Wedding Crashes. Yeah, it's two hours long. It's really long, but it's really entertaining. But I feel like now, if you were to, let's say, if you were to... If you were to like meet, if you were around, I don't know, you were out having drinks, and you mentioned, you know, that you really enjoyed wedding crashes. If there was somebody there who was possibly female, possibly not, but under the age of like twenty-four, and you explained it to them, they'd be going, "That sounds fucking horrible," and you'd have to say, "Yes, yes, it does sound horrible. Mm-hmm. Yes, it probably is horrible," but. Early noughties comedy was a strange place. (laughs) Have you ever seen Old School where Luke Wilson accidentally sleeps with a 16-year-old girl? Oh, wait. Holy shit, yeah. A lot of early noughties comedy was horrible, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's still quite amusing. I had a good time re-watching it. And to be honest, me and Becky still quote to each other frequently. It's become part of our daily vernacular. Lock it up. Yeah, okay. Okay. That, that gets said daily, virtually, <laughs> at some point. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, wedding crashes would be despised and there's no way it would have made 285 million dollars uh, if it was released now <laughs> but it did was that worldwide or US worldwide yeah okay no I thought that off was a 40 million much. budget yeah I wonder what I wonder what Ready Crash's Rotten Tomatoes is right now and, and if you just sort of ask people to go back and rewatch it and just see it fucking plummet it's like it's like where you get um adjusted for inflation it's almost like yeah. adjusted for wokeness yeah. <laughs> the worky scale yeah yeah um, apply so, the woke algorithm and watch it drop yeah uh, so that was wedding crashes uh, i've got two more 
a serious one that's a new one and a not serious one that I fucking adore and I'm pretty sure you do as well okay. that I'll come to in a second that I okay. rewatched and haven't watched in a while but rewatched and went fuck that's a good movie okay but I'm going to talk first about um, Catherine Beagle's uh, Detroit. Ah, oh, yeah, you did watch this, didn't you? Go. Yeah, you have a piece. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, Detroit is um, written um, by Mark Bull uh, and directed by Catherine Beagler. It stars John Baega, Will Poulter, um, John Krasinski, Anthony Mackie, Algie Smith, Jason Mitchell, and is about the... Algiers Motel incident uh, in Detroit during the uh, riots in 1967. Um, now, on all the surface of that, uh, when all that came out, that that was what was happening, everybody kind of said, right, so that's going to be in the Oscars mix mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was released. Um, and then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And nobody talks about it, really, at all. And it's two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of Oscars movies are two and a half hours long, let's be honest, aren't they? So you can kind of get away with, with that. You know, fucking hell, comic book movies are two and a half hours long nowadays, so you can't blame it on that. So what can you blame it on? Is it that, you know, you've got a, um, a white journalist turned film writer writing and a, um, a white female filmmaker making a film about a um, what could very you know you could very highly argue is a, a an african-american event certainly with with, with that um, but I don't think it's that I think it's that the opening of the movie and it's, it's it is very much three acts this movie you've got Events leading up to the incident, the incident, and then the events after the incident. And I think the the weird thing about this movie is they just about get the events leading up to it right. It's clumsy and it's chaotic, but I think that's I think that's a stylistic choice. I think they're trying to do that. They're trying to get over that. Look, this was fucking weird. This was before... It was a weird time. You know, it was still when segregation was rife. Um, and it was... You've got to look at it through these eyes rather than your eyes now. Because what we're going to show you in a minute is wrong no matter whose fucking eyes you're looking at it from. It, it builds well. I, I, it, rem- yeah. I remember it being... The, the the first act is not the problem with that film. No, I think the I think the incident bit is very strong. Mm-hmm. It's very fucking strong, and um, if you'd have said to me, I, I was I was very much on the John Boyega. I, I don't understand it. it. He's really boring in the Star Wars things, and. He, he just wandered around looking morose under an underground tunnel that nobody fucking knew of um, in the circle. But then he was charismatic <laughs> as fuck and a lot of fun in Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. And he's really fucking good in this. Um, but Will Poulter is 
fucking terrifyingly fantastic as yeah. just a, a thoroughly reprehensible guy who at no point thinks he's in the right, I don't think. I think he's not quite on the fucking warpath. He's just a guy who has got way too much power mm-hmm. at way too young an age mm-hmm. and doesn't know how to control it and gets himself in a situation where the only thing he can do is try and scare people into doing what he what will get him out of it that's a good way of putting it that yeah absolutely but the problem is he's not got the maturity or the um, intelligence to get himself out of it but he does have the authority and the aggression, and I suppose bravado, I think, would be as close as I could get to the word, that you could see why people would be going, right, well, we're going we're gonna to stick with this guy because he seems to know what he's not doing. Mm. Um, there. Um, but then it leaves the incident and goes on for way too fucking long. Way too long. I thought the incident was going to be the film. Yeah, it should have been the film. And then... You could have made a really tight 105-minute fucking really great movie. Mm-hmm. But then you don't. You you end up shooting yourself in the foot by trying to show the travesty of it by focusing on one character. Mm-hmm. And it... it it just misses, it ends up missing the point so much that it loses itself. And that, that 40 minutes in the middle that is fantastic acting and fantastic filmmaking and is Pete Beagle that it loses it because you've then got following him into join a choir. And I know that, that, that what they're trying to say is, before this incident happened, he was about to be a fucking Motown star. And then the incident affects him so much that he spent the rest of his life singing in a choir. And I get that. Mm. But that became the story, not the incident. And the incident should have been the story. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it, it just, it's, um, I was just looking at my letterbox review there and it's just talking about how it peters out at the end, you know, and you think it's going to be this really vital, angry piece of cinema. But mm. then, and I, Frank, because I, I think I remember when I talked about it um, a couple months back, I was saying it's one of those ones where I do think if a black filmmaker had directed it, maybe there would be more urgency and rage to it. Whereas this does feel like white people saying, isn't this terrible? Mm. You know? Which, I, yeah, I, I, can, I can absolutely, you know, see, see that argument. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, it feels nasty, but it doesn't feel angry. Yeah, no, no, I mean, that's, I guess, like, the... You know, Catherine Bigelow's a wonderful director with making tense as fuck claustrophobic pieces of work, and that's mm. where Detroit is at its best. Yeah, it, it, a, a, a good a good forty minutes of it 
is set in a tiny corridor. Mm, mm-hmm. It's mental that you've got 40 minutes set in a corridor. And just, just the way like he kind of peer pressures that guy into killing... That. Will Poulter's face when yeah. he when he's come out and he's, yeah. he's talking to him, he's saying about that, and then the door swings back open and he go and he goes, "What do you mean you didn't think you could do it?" And it's the shame of that movie is if that movie would have been a bit better, then Will Poulter would have got more recognition for that role. He, if that film was better received, or even if it came out a couple months later in the year, it, it, there would have been Oscar talk for him, I think. And he should have done, because he is fantastic in that movie. Yeah, he's he's really, really fucking good. Yeah. And and, and also, John Boyega is, is also very, very good. And it's it's mental that that is... It, it's... That you've got... At the centre of this, what is it? You've got three British actresses... Three British actors. Mm. In them two, and the girl who was in Skins, randomly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was also quite good, isn't it? Uh, Hannah Murray, is that her? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Detroit, I, I, I'm glad I've watched it. Uh, it's not the sort of film you're ever going to enjoy. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it just misses. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Oh, that's right, Jack Rayner's in it as well, isn't he? Fucking, mm. that's random. Um, yeah, no, it's that that film was a swing and a miss. That, um, I yeah, I don't know. It just that that final act. It is just what oh, fuck. It, yes, it is an injustice. It, it, and I, I don't I don't mean it's fucking out like some, stop banging on. It's not that. It's like it's an injustice, but show it in the fucking meat of it of the fucking. Show us the shit. No. Yeah. Th- this is that. That is a movie that is allowed to shout at you and tell you off. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. And it, it at the end, it almost feels like it's just like hands around the world. Isn't this awful? You know mm. that that th- this happened to these people. You know, and it, and and you know, I'd rather it be. Isn't it awful that this fucking happened to us? Yeah, mm. yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, it, 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 it could quite easily be. I, I wouldn't mind being told off by that movie because that movie should be telling people off. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, that, that's exactly it. it whether or not it's yeah. telling, whether or not it's telling you off, or it's telling you off for not being more annoyed about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. No, fair enough. I, yeah, it's it, what it, Detroit's a fucking disappointment. It is. It is unfortunately, which is weird because it's still overall a good film. Yeah, it is. I, I, I three point five out of five on my letterbox review, and I, I think I'd go with that because the majority of it is strong. It's just when it tails off, it really fucking tails off. Yeah, uh, a, a movie that doesn't tail off. Oh, lovely! Yes, let's do a this. spectacular movie. Uh-huh. A movie that at some point. At some point, probably in ten years' time, hmm. uh, will start to get the recognition it should have fucking got when it was released in two thousand and seven. Right, a magnificent movie yes. directed by one of our favourite filmmakers. Yes, stars. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah, Jason Bateman. Oh, Common. Yeah. Andy Garcia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sergey P. Henson. Good shout this. Chris Pine. Yeah. Matthew Fox. Uh-huh. Common. Yeah. What is it? What smoking is it? Aces. It's I need to fucking. Aces. I need to fucking watch this again. Yeah. Good shout. I worried. Good shout. 
when I rewatched this the other night, mm. I worried and said, "Ah, oh, fucking hell! What if it's what if it's what if it's a bit shit? Yeah. What if everyone else was right about this movie and I was wrong?" No, I'm and then I watched it. Yeah. I watched it and said, "No, I was right about this movie, and everyone else is a cunt." Yes, <laughs> it's very good. It's fucking fantastic. I nice. love the fact that Smoking Aces is is a thriller. Is it is a thriller that's masquerading as a mad action film mm. because it has mad action in it, but it's also a really fucking taut crime thriller at the same time. It's 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 Joe Carnahan having lots of fun, but also being a really smart filmmaker at the same time. Mm. And it's it, it's mental on the surface of it. You could be fooled for thinking, oh well, it's just kind of that post Tarantino y all these things going off and it all explodes at the end and then this happens. But it's not. It's it's a fucking great movie. With That cast is insane because it's before people started to appreciate the wonder of Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. It's before Ben Affleck had his renaissance thing. Um, it's really hot. I've just basically been really hot. Mm-hmm. It's Chris Pine, very early Chris Pine, when he was doing that character actor thing he does he was doing the character actor thing before he did the blockbuster thing and then went yeah. back to the character actor thing yeah and he's yeah. he's fucking great in this and I was doing a thing where um, when you think about it where Joe Carnahan said uh, about it and said to uh, sorry Ben Affleck said to Joe Carnahan um, that in one shot there's a scene where Ben Affleck's dead essentially and Chris Pine's moving his mouth for him as he's saying something to him apparently Ben Affleck turned around to Joe Cannon after that was shot and said where the fuck have you found this kid he's going to be fucking huge yeah nice it's mental how fucking good is this kid <laughs> uh, and it is but it's Smoking Ace is fucking great it really really holds up very good very good yeah. very good Yes. Uh, what was this on? It's on Netflix, I believe. Okay, very good. Okay, sure it is. Yeah, yeah I might have to do that. Yeah, you, you should because it is—it's a fucking great time. It's smoking aces. Um, Ian, we ready for it? Yeah, let's get this done, man. Let's get Back going. Hell. Yeah. Nice. Um, the Hurricane Ice is directed by Rob Cohen. Um, and it was released theatrically whilst at the same time being released on Sky Cinema the same day. Um, stars Toby Kebble, Maggie Grace, Ryan Quanton, uh, and Ralph Innocent. <laughs> Which yes. is really fucking weird. Yes, it does. Um, what's the story? Uh, Toby Kebble is a meteorologist uh, whose father um, died during a hurricane so he's grown up studying hurricanes uh, but he's also terrified of them and he has this badass fucking essentially tank Batmobile thing. basically yeah. yeah basically a Batmobile and, and if, if, if Batman went I need to build something that can withstand a fucking hurricane so yeah he, he, he's got that um, and yeah this coastal town 
um, that also happens to be have a uh, a treasury uh, recycling facility or something where they burn they, all money. They, they they shred money for yep. some fucking reason. Yeah, yeah they shred old money. Uh, Maggie Grace uh, is a treasury agent who it seems has been bumped down to just driving a truck to and fro this place. Mm-hmm. And what would you know it? Ralph Innocent's a, uh, a badden who is trying to rob the treasury of $600 million using the hurricane as cover. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. We'll point this out. The hurricane doesn't happen to happen whilst the heist is going on. The hurricane is part of the heist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were waiting for the... They were they were taking a chance on the hurricane. Yeah, Ian, the hurricane heist. What did you think? Okay, so I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think I'm as high on it as I think you are. I'll, I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, it's like Rampage, where it is exactly what you think it's going to be, good or bad, delete delete as appropriate. But for me, yep. it was like, it, it, you know, it's it's a bit shit. Um. <laughs> But like the thing, I, I'm not quite gonna go Geostorm either. Like spoiler alert for my rating, I am gonna say definitely shit. But it's not, it's not an aggressively shit film. It's just ropey, and it, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. It's it just Sky Cinemas. Like right, what are Amazon doing? Oh, you know, they're they're um. That you know they're funding Woody Allen and they're funding Richard Linklater and okay, yeah okay what Netflix doing oh you know they're doing Bong Joon Ho films and um, you know Noah Baumbach what can we do get on the mobile Rob Cohen what are you up to <laughs> you know it, it's I mean not obviously there wasn't that they they bought you know they. I just like I can imagine the distribution the distribution people in the UK just being like fuck off no what what no Rob Cohen's latest with Maggie Grace and Ralph Innocent no no you're you're alright thanks and then Sky Cinema are just like can we use the same font as Fast and the Furious in the advertising <laughs> yes You've got yourself a deal. Um, that it just like it, dearie me. Um, I mean, it doesn't bless them. It doesn't have the budget for what it's going for. Um, there are some there are some fun moments, like the bit in the mall where it's like right, with you know they're waiting for the atmospheric pressure to build up, and then it's like go, and it just sucks the people out of the fucking mall. Um, and yet the brother manages to hang on. Um, it's yeah, I just fuck. I I don't know. I watched it. I I I watched it on a Sunday. It was quite. I was quite chilled out, and it and it, it did its thing. But I'll be honest, Rampage was more my bag. You know, <laughs> never mind. But the bat, the Batmobile bit, I quite liked. You know, just the, uh, you know, do you trust me? You know, it's like, <laughs> what, what the fuck's going to happen? It's just like, I'm going to stop the car. It's basically it. I'm just going to stop the car and let them run into us. I thought that was a great idea. 
Yeah. Fuck it, just let him ram into us because my car's harder than yours is. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, at the ending, you know, like it's it's quite it's quite fun. Ralph Innocen just gets fucking exploded. Yep, it's great. You know, I, I yeah, I mean, good on you, Mark. I know you loved it, and I'm, I'm, I'm and good on you is what I'm gonna say. Yep. Yeah, the thing is, it's the thing is, it, it's kind of ticking my boxes. It the is. Fact that it's a movie with a lot of weather in it, and I like movies with a lot of weather mm-hmm. in it. I also quite like heist movies, and so this has got both. I like the fact that it focuses so much on the weather as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, I had a good time with it. I thought it was... Uh, it, it, it had me from... I went in with very low expectations, <laughs> like really low. Well, how but going, dare you? But but going right. <laughs> as long as it rains a shitload and I actually get like a proper fucking hurricane, yeah. I'll be happy. Yeah. And I got two hurricanes. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So I, I oh, was. And I by was, the way, sorry. The skull face in the fucking hurricane <laughs> in those two moments. Yeah. Right, my word. My word. Yep. Bravo. Sorry. Yeah. The, the the weirdness of those two hackers. I love those two. I like those they two. They were just really into each other and good yep. on them. Yep. The, the fact that they just they, they turned up totally overdressed for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I had a really good time with it. I thought it was... it's It had a lot of action. It was pacey. It was fun. Um, Toby Kebble was great. Um, I even quite like Maggie Grace in it, which is weird, because usually I think she's fucking terrible. <laughs> Yeah, she, was, but like, yeah. she was she was quite spunky. I liked yep. her. Yeah. She was quite badass in it, I thought. But yeah, um the thing is, there's not that much to say about it because it literally is a heist that happens during a hurricane. It is. You, yep. you, you certainly get what you paid for. Yep. So that's about it. So yeah, I'd have I had a blast with it. I really liked it. I will watch that again. I won't, but I'm I'm glad that you will. Um but then again, I, I'm somebody who has seen Hard Rain seven or eight times, so... Uh, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, to, Toby Kebble, Kebble's, like, giving it a go. Yep. You know, um, I mean, that's the thing. The, 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 the cast all seem like they know what they're in. Um, you know, Ryan Quanson's quite good value there. I thought for sure he was going to get killed off halfway through, and he doesn't, so that was a pleasant surprise. Yep. Um And... Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, I, I think it is a little long. It's, what, like an hour 40? And you've got that whole thing with, like, the sheriff trying to fucking usurp Ralph Innocent. Yeah. And it is a little bit like, well, we didn't really need that, did we? You know, let's, let's cut back on that a little bit. And, um, yeah, I, I just the, the, that bit in the mall is fucking amazing. Like, how, you know, how are we going to get through this situation? I know, we'll let a hurricane in. Yeah, I, I, you know, and like I say, it's not aggressively shit, but it is shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it, but I, 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 I freely admit that I'm probably in the minority for this. I just don't care. What's the poll? I'm, I am very interested in what the poll's saying. The poll, <laughs> definitely not shit. Twenty nine percent. Okay, okay. There's some people touching, with you. Touching cloth, fourteen percent. Mm-hmm. Shit, 52%. Okay. 
and Geostorm 5%. Okay, how many votes? 21. Fucking hell, really? Yep. Wow, alright. Thank, thank you, 21 people. Fair play. Um, okay, very good. Cool. Uh, right, um, we don't have any questions this week. Um, so, fuck you guys. Yep. Um, Ian, uh, what are we covering next week? Um... It is the quietest week for film releases in fucking months. Because is of Avengers. Right, Avengers out the week after it. Well, Thursday, isn't it? The only the only thing of note that I can see is that... I don't know whether you've seen the trailer for this. I saw it a couple of times last week in front of Ghost Stories in a Quiet Place. Wildling? It's this fucking horror film that Brad Dourif and Liv Tyler are in. Um, oh, yeah. And, and for yeah. some reason, the last Insidious film is getting a re-release with an extra scene. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. I don't get what that is. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, t- to be honest, I don't really know what we're going to cover next week. We'll cover something, though. We know that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll co- yeah, we'll cover something. But, like, literally, what... Right, so what is on... In Cineworld this weekend. Rampage, Ready Player One, Peter Rabbit, A Quiet Place, Truth or Dare, Love, Simon, Ghost Stories, Isle of Dogs, Duck, Duck, Duke, Goose, Death Wish, Blockers, Pacific Rim Uprising, Tomb Raider, Black Panther, Greatest Showman. What the fuck's Every Day? Every Day tells the story of uh, Rhiannon, a 16-year-old girl who falls in love with a spirit named A, a travelling soul who wakes each morning in a different body, living a different life every day. What the fuck? That sounds mental. Um, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. I've not got, I've not got listings up yet. Uh, the for... Gu- the Guernsey Literature Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, um, which is the worst fucking name for a film. Um, the Leisure Seeker. Uh, it's a new Helen Mirren one. Um, of course it is. Yeah. Oh, Helen Mirren <laughs> and Donald Sutherland. Um. Yeah, alright. Um, Donald Sutherland, before he says every line, is going to tilt his head to the right. And right. then say his line. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Wildling. Um, so, a teenage girl's coming of age comes with a terrifying twist in this spellbinding take on the were- werewolf legend. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have to see if I can see it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that bothered about that, to be honest. I mean, I would. I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't mind actually catching up with Truth or Dare, um, but I don't know how good a review that will make. Um, ah, we'll fucking think of something, like you say. Yeah, we'll work some out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's a quiet one before Avengers, and, and then it's it kind a of really quiet again, one. So. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all running scared, and Avengers comes out on the Thursday. I, I, I could see why they're a little bit like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Um, so, there you go. Cool. Cool. Uh, right, so that was episode uh, 252. Um, is there anything we've forgotten, Ian? Uh, no. Uh, happy episode 200 and... No, 10-year anniversary, sorry, to Chinstroker vs. Punisher. Yes, yes, happy 10-year um, anniversary. Yes. Yeah, well done. Mental, is that? <laughs> y- yes, it is. Um, and I'm I, I'm glad I was an inspiration to Mike in in all uh, walks of life. 
Yes. It, it, you know, it was it was touching. It was touching. I I I, I will always be an inspiration to Mike. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you will, especially with your now uh, your new uh, <laughs> the rock inspired hair. No, oh, oh, fuck it. It just needs to grow back. It can just grow back quickly, please. Anyway, um, yeah, that is it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, DudeTheMonkey.com, at DudeTheMonkey, at Ian Loring, at DudeFoz. Uh, we will speak to you next week with something. Fuck knows what. <laughs>